The past few years were filled with trials and tribulations. 在过去的几年是充满着试炼与挑战的。With the recent COVID-19 pandemic, 啊，也有最近这个新冠病毒的呃事件 ，came the restrictions. 就有了这个封锁。We were all plunged into isolation. 我们所有的人都需要隔离。Separated from one another. 与彼此就分隔了。Some of us have lost our jobs. 我们有些人可能失去了工作。Others have lost their loved ones. 有些人失去自己的亲人。It was like one trouble after another. 就好像这个问题一个一个的来到。There's something worse than having trouble itself. 那还有一件事情是这些问题比这些问题还更糟糕的。And that is to be alone when we go through the trouble. 那就是在问题当中还要独自的去面对。What is truly strange is that every time we face something serious， 那一个很奇怪的事情就是当我们面对一些非常严重的事情的时候 ，we almost always have to go through it alone。我们往往需要一个人独自的去面对。As the saying goes， 就如啊人常说的 ，laugh and the world laughs with you。你嘲笑你，你笑，那世人就与你同笑。Weep and you weep alone。你哭，你是自己一个人哭。Most people would agree with this saying。那多数人都会认同这个讲法。But as believers, we know it is not true。但作为信徒，我们知道这不是真实的。Although people may desert us in our troubles。啊，虽然人在我们遇到困难的时候会抛弃我们。But we have a most wonderful friend in Jesus. 当我们在主耶稣基督里，我们有最美最美好的良友 ，Who will never forget, neither will he forsake us. 他总不会忘记我们，也不会撇弃我们。In Psalm 142, 那在诗篇一百四十二篇 ，David was alone. 大卫是独自一人的 ，and in trouble. 他也在困难中。We need to understand the background of this psalm. 我们需要了解一下这个诗篇的背景。In order to understand something about David's situation, 来了解一下大卫所处的情况。You see, after David killed Goliath, 当大卫杀了哥利亚以后呢 ，the Philistine warrior, 这个非利士人的战士 ，he became the people's hero. 他就成了百姓的英雄。He was so popular that the women were singing in the streets. 所以在街道上的妇女们都在歌唱，他是非常的著名。Saul has slain his thousands. Ah, Saul 杀了千千 David his ten thousands. 大卫杀了万万 Because of that, King Saul was extremely jealous. 因此，扫罗就扫罗王就非常的嫉妒 David had to escape from him and flee to the wilderness. 大卫需要逃离扫罗，跑到旷野去 David had nothing. 大卫一无所有 No followers. 没有跟从者 No place to turn to. 也没有可以找到安呃躲藏的地方。Ahimelech, the priest, gave him food. 以以利米勒给他一些食物。Gave him the weapon that Goliath once used. 也给了他哥利亚之前所用的这个兵器。When Saul heard about that, 当扫罗听见这个事情以后呢 ，He killed Ahimelech. 他就把这个呃以利米米勒杀了。David had to run once again. 
大卫要再次的逃跑。He went to Gath, the Philistine city. 他就逃跑到菲律士人的城市加特。Disguised himself and pretended to be mad. 他就假装发疯了一样。But he was exposed. 但是他被揭穿了。He had to flee again into the wilderness. 他又再次的要逃到旷野去。And hide in a cave of Adullam. You can imagine how desperate and humiliated he was. All alone in the cave. That was the darkest moment in his life. That is just a brief background of David's situation. I don't think any one of us here has ever experienced being alone in a cave. Because someone is out there waiting to kill us. But certainly we have experienced some of the darkest moments of our lives. And it was as if we are all alone. Like David. We are just like in the cave. Let us learn from the psalmist David. What he did while he was in the cave. This psalm begins with these words. Masculine of David. Masculine is a teaching or instruction. And since this is about David's prayer in the cave, therefore we can call it David's instruction about prayers. The title of our message is A Prayer. In the cave. Firstly, we can see David expressing his desperation before God. Let us begin with verses 1 and 2. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. There's a difference between prayer and supplication. Prayer refers to general prayers. Supplication refers to specific prayers. David was a great man of God. But that did not mean he did not go through dark times. Just because someone is a believer and spiritual, it does not mean that everything will be smooth sailing. When a person is depressed, 
His immediate reaction is to get out of the situation. To run away. For David, his immediate reaction is to pray. Dear friends, when you are depressed, please do not crawl into isolation. And wallow in self-pity and misery. Do not stop attending church and fellowship meetings. It is true that you may not always find the right person to talk to. Even if you can find the right person to talk to, he or she may not be able to help you. Only God alone is able to help you. So you must pray. Here David was pouring out his desperation before God. The way these two verses were written was known as parallelism. Which means each line of these verses say essentially the same thing. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. They are the same. Just as I poured out my complaint before him and I showed before him my trouble, they are the same. This repetition was meant to emphasize the intensity of the prayer. Verse 2 says, I pour out my complaint before him. Whenever we see the word complaint, we always think of something negative. Like murmuring. There is a difference between complain to God and when we complain about God. It is one thing to go to God with our complaints as in telling Him our problems. It is another thing altogether when we blame God for our troubles. That we must never do. David was not only praying in his heart silently, but outwardly, verbally. It does not mean that God does not listen to silent prayers. God does not need the tongue to interpret what is in our hearts. 
Remember, He has given us the indwelling Holy Spirit. Who is able to intercede with groanings which cannot be uttered. Here, David was crying out to God openly and honestly in words. He was not covering up or hiding anything. Simply pouring out his heart. Telling God exactly what was troubling him. How many of us have actually prayed like that? When was the last time you have prayed like that? Most of the time, our prayers are quite regular. As when we pray before we eat, we pray when we read the Bible, we pray in church and at prayer meetings. But what does it take to change our prayers to be a mere routine to pleading with God in tears? Trouble. The deeper the trouble, the greater our cries would be. It is not as if God does not know what we are going through. He's omniscient, he's all-knowing. Charles Spurgeon said, We do not show our trouble to God so that He can see it. We show our trouble so that we can see Him. It is for our own relief. For our own comfort. For our spiritual benefits. Secondly, we can see David expressing his dependence upon God. And that is based on verses 3 and 4. Look at the second part of verse 3. In the way wherein I walk, have they privately or secretly laid a snare for me? The word snare means a trap. It is like a bird trap placed on the ground that hunters would catch the bird. David had real enemies. They were trying to kill him. King Saul and his soldiers were hunting for him. So in a literal sense, there were traps everywhere. If he was not careful, he would fall into one of those traps. Now, 
Today we celebrate our church anniversary. It is wonderful that this church has grown so tremendously. When the church is flourishing, who is most unhappy? Satan. Satan. The devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Satan. The devil will plant snares in the church. In the form of false teachings. False believers. Who will bring in gossips. Spread rumors. Unhappiness, bitterness, divisions. If we are not careful, we will fall into those traps. Verse 4 I look on my right hand, and beheld there was no man that would know me. In those days, honored guests were seated on the right hand. Soldiers with high position were given the right hand seats. Normally, a person would have friends sitting on the right hand waiting to help. For David, his enemies were all around him. In front of him, behind him, on his left hand, so to speak. But there was no one on his right hand. He was all alone in the cave. Do you think David really believed he was all alone? Most certainly not. How do we know? If you can turn with me to Psalm 16 verse 8, which was written way before Psalm 142. David said, I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. In other words, David was saying, Lord, I am all alone. I have no friends here. But I know that you are always at my right hand. Even though there was no one to help me. If you do not help me, who then would be there to help me? We thank the Lord for faithful church leaders and 
members. We it is a great blessing to see all of you working together. Supporting one another in the ministry. But one day, you may have to stand alone. You may be facing a trouble. And then you look around, like David, there is no one to support you. But you must bear in mind. You always have this invisible friend who is standing at your right hand. Always waiting to help you. And he's none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. David said, Refuge faileth me. Even the cave was not a safe refuge. How long could he hide in the cave? Before his enemies would find him. No one cared for my soul. In such times, no one really cared whether he is dead or alive. When he killed Goliath, men praised him. The women were saying, David killed tens of thousands. Where were they? Was anyone looking out for him? No, not one. Indeed, oftentimes when we are strong, healthy, energetic, and successful, people remember us. We are always surrounded with so called friends. But when we are old, sick, and poor, who is there to look out for us? Even children who set aside their parents, put them in nursing homes, not visit them for months or even years. It is so sad. So you can imagine how David would have felt with his enemies hunting for him, with traps all around him, with no friends at his right hand, no safe refuge, no one really cared for his soul. That was the reason why David said at the beginning of verse 3, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, my inner man was fainting within me. 
Take a moment and consider our lives. When you have people always against you, looking for opportunities to challenge and attack you, when the people closest to you are not there to help and support you, in times when you need them the most, when you are facing financial difficulties, you cannot pay your bills. Even the house you are living in is no longer a safe refuge. Because it can be taken away. When you are lying on your deathbeds, no one really cares whether you are dead or alive. How would you feel? Your inner man will start to faint. The only one you can depend on, the only one whom you can look to who will lift you up, is God. Therefore, David cried out to God. Thou knewest my path. In other words, O Lord, you know my ways. You know how I've lived my life. How I desire to walk in the path of righteousness. But now it seems so difficult. Impossible, humanly speaking. Because I'm so weak. I'm fainting within me. I'm dying inside. Lift me up. Deliver me. So I can continue to walk in the path of righteousness. This is something very important for us to understand. Why would God want to deliver us from our troubles? For what purpose? For us to continue to live in sin and unrighteousness? God forbids. Let's say we have not been truly worshipping God. We do not really care about spiritual things. We do not serve and glorify God in any ways. We are just living a life to enjoy the pleasures of this world. We only care about ourselves, our families, our children, and nothing else. Basically, we are living a life that has nothing to do with God and His glory. We 
Do you think we'll be able to pray like David prayed? Thou knowest my paths. Most certainly not. Dear friends, God knows everything about us. He knows how we have lived our lives. He wants us to walk in the path of righteousness and continue in it. And He will always help us. Even if He does not take away the trouble, He will give us the strength to go through the trouble. All for His glory. Finally, we see David expressing his delight in God. Let us look at verse 5. I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. A refuge is like a fortress. Or a shelter where one is protected. Like in the case of a storm. The reason why we run to this refuge and not any other refuge because this refuge is infinitely strong and mighty. It can help us. There is nothing in the entire universe that can be a comparative refuge than God himself. So we run to him and we must run to him. The word portion means possession. David was supposed to be the next king of Israel. But it appears as if his portion to be the rightful king was taken away. His portion was supposed to be in the palace. But here he was all alone in the cave. Yet David said, Lord, thou art my portion in the land of the living. The land of the living basically means the earth. In a sense, David was saying, Lord, as long as I am living on this earth, you alone are my refuge. My protection. You alone are my possession. I may lose everything. 
including my kingship. But it doesn't matter. Because I have you as my God. And that is all I need. Dear friends, we may lose everything. Our money, our houses, our careers, our investments, our health, our strength. But if God is our refuge and our portion, that is all we need. That is all that matters. Since God is his refuge and portion, David said in verse 6, Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Because I'm in great need. And why was he in great need? Because of the persecutors. So he said, Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. My persecutors are numerous, and I am alone. My persecutors are powerful, and I'm weak. Verse 7, bring my soul out of prison. That I may praise thy name, the righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. The cave was like a prison. But there's something worse than the physical prison. That is when the soul is being captivated. When I was in Singapore, I used to work amongst the prisoners in prison. We used to say there are two prisons. Some may walk out of prison and be a free man. Others may walk out and still be a prisoner. A prisoner taken captive by their hearts and their souls. And that is the worst kind of prison. That was why David pleaded with God to deliver him from this predicament. Again, for what purpose? So that I may praise thy name. So that I may be surrounded by all the righteous, the believers. And together we praise your name. Can you see that? 
It is always for the glory of God. Our deliverance is always for God's glory. Let us sincerely ask ourselves these questions. If we are diagnosed with terminal cancer, why do we desire to be healed? If we are in a precarious situation whereby our lives are in danger, why do we desire to be rescued? When we take care of our bodies, eat well, sleep well, take vitamins, work out, why do we desire to stay healthy and live longer? For what purpose? Has it not anything to do with the glory of God? Our motivation should be Lord, protect me. Deliver me, preserve me, so I may praise your name. So I may gather together with all the believers to praise your name. To serve and glorify you. The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That should be our purpose. David was so sure that God would answer his prayers. He said, For thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Did God answer his prayers? Certainly, 100%. Later on, God sent faithful men to join him. Altogether, there were 400 faithful fighting men. And he was delivered out of the cave. And he went on to become the greatest king of Israel. Dear friends, have you ever felt so hopeless? So much so you feel I should have wings to fly away from my troubles. Fly away from my worries. Leaving behind everything that caused the pain and grief. Like the way we travel on an airplane. As the airplane takes off, the city we leave behind becomes smaller and smaller. To the point that when we hide up in the sky, 那, 甚至到我们在, 呃, 高空中的时候, 
We cannot even see the city. Because we have been lifted up in the skies. That was just how David felt. He began at the valley. He was struggling in the cave. He was going through all the pain and misery. Then he started to pour out his heart to God in praise. And the Lord lifted him up. His spirit was lifted up. So much so that he ended on a victorious note. For thou shalt deal bountifully with me. The enemies might still be outside. But his spirit was already lifted up and strengthened. This is what prayers will do to us. As we pray, the Lord will lift up our souls. Our inner man will be strengthened. And as we are lifted up, our problem will become smaller and smaller. The problem may still be there, but it no longer bothers us like the way it used to. Whether it be the COVID-19 or cancer or any financial struggles oppositions adversities you name it it will no longer bother us as it used to. This is what the prayer in the cave is all about. We look to God in our desperation. He is the only one who can help us. We depend on Him. He is the only refuge and nothing can be compared to Him. And when we run to Him, He will lift us up. The problem may still be there, but we will be strengthened. Our spirits will be lifted up. And like David, we will be delighted in God. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with us. May the Lord's name be praised.
Let us pray.